The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Everybody, welcome to my brother, my brother, and me, an advice show for the modern era. I uh, am your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby, baby brother, Griffin McElroy. And babykins? That's the new, new thing. Well, uh, everybody. Blart watches. Oh, okay. Blart watches back. I'm on Blart Watch. Blarty in the USA. Did we did we have a maiden voyage for the SS Blart Watch? I'm pretty sure we've Blart Watched before. This is Blart Watch 2. The game has done changed. Uh, second weekend, Paul Bort Mall Cop is, was in a rough fight for second place with Furious 7. It's in the 13 to $14 million range. That's how Blart is right now. Uh, it's going to clear the $40 million mark in its domestic total by the end of the weekend, so it's going to be a big picture, a big win for... And that's on a budget of how much? $8. Kevin James, the whole <laughs> team... What? <laughs> yeah, stands to gain a lot of money. Everybody volunteered for that except for Kevin James, and his only stipulation on his writer is that when they were done filming all of his scenes in the movie, they were going to go to yogurt land, and he was going to get <laughs> a cup of frozen yogurt. It ended up costing $8 because it, it was a considerable amount of yogurt. When I, I saw the billboard for Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2, uh, and it said, always bet on Blart, and I laughed uh, legitimately. Uh, a hearty belly laugh, and automatically $15 was deducted from my bank account. <laughs> he got your money one way or the other. Yeah, and they were like, that, that laugh ain't free. Now, just to check in, you know, uh, Blart's not just about money. It's also a work of art. And uh, I think a work, work of, of Blart. Blart. A work of Blart. Thank you. I left the door wide open for that one. So just do want to check in real quick, uh, real quick on what the, what the, what are the critics saying uh, about uh, Paul uh, Blart? Um. Uh. Just. Just. Let's see. Uh. Andy Webster says you won't find much offensive in Kevin James. Kevin James's Rick James's slick innocuous song. Paul Blart. <laughs> Mall Cop Two. Um. It's. It's. Uh. It doesn't believe in the worthiness of its hero. Should why? Why should we? From Kimberly Jones. Kimberly Jones apparently wanting a little more action. A, a little bit of pathos. <laughs> pathos sounds like for Paul Blart. Very deep. The hero's journey. Uh uh, this is uh, Ivan Morales from Cine Premier says the only thing about the thing that stands out about this film is how hard it tries to be an average comedy. Now that review is in Spanish, so in case you're curious how uh, Blart is playing with the Spanish-speaking audiences, the answer is not well. Wait, it's uh, wait. Its biggest problem is that it tries really hard to be an average comedy, it like it was tries, a super above-average comedy. It's that, like we got to tone this down. Lost in translation here. Mike McHale from the Observer of the UK probably has the uh, the 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 best review. He says this isn't much more than a fly's fart of a film. The most <laughs> microscopically tiny of afterthoughts. So it kind of sounds to me like all these reviewers are biased, yeah. and they're probably either being paid off. Or they're just, you know, they just have sort of a, a preternatural bias for Big Sandler. 
Uh, and yeah. wait, well, but what if he means when he says it's a fly's fart of a film, he means really funny to think about? Yeah, that's like, a good very point. humorous to know to it exists. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, just to just so we're clear, full disclosure, we do have a per, uh, uh, a positive review here from Simon Weaving. Uh, he says no more than an excuse for James to play out his affable brand of humor. Mixing physical slapstick with verbose running commentary of both grandiose and self-deprecating observations on life and words himself. Words too big. Too big for Blart. Achi Those words machi. are. All the reviews should just be like, at least Native Americans didn't walk off the set of this one. Paul Blart yeah. too. They're ahead of the curve. Now, a lot of people uh, are are not critics. You know, a lot of people are just common folks. Like uh, user Billy Barnett at Rotten Tomatoes, who says, I just saw this last night, and it's better than the first one. These critics are insane. Don't trust them. The very first response is, having the runs is better than having full-on diarrhea, too. I'm not sure <laughs> what that means. Wait, hold on. Not- I thought those were synonymous. Have I been wrong about diarrhea my whole life? <laughs> I thought they were They were apparently different. I, but I don't get, is he saying that, like, it's still bad, it's just not as bad as the first one? Because then the point still holds up. It's still better than the first one. It's one submitted quote from the film, submitted by Lucas B. five days ago, and it is this. It's a Paul Blart line. Match. Where did all my ham go? <laughs> I stole I my hams. I left it right here. I had three hams, and now I only have one ham. You're going to UCLA. Wow. <laughs> okay. Is that to himself in a mirror? That's the iconic. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing sums up the plot of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 better than the line, you're going to UCLA. You're going to UCLA. Uh, 4% of critics liked it. 49% of audiences liked it. See, that's the, that's my real America. Let's get into some advice. Yeah, this is an advice show for the modern era where we uh, don't just monitor the comings and goings of Paul Blart, uh, uh, but we will be bringing you those throughout the show and throughout the show. By by that, I mean not just this episode, but for the entirety of our show, we'll continue to follow the actions of Paul Blart. But we also give advice to people. So let's do that. I can't wait till the third Paul Blart where he faces his own death. And at the end, Alfred just sees him sitting at a, a Venetian cafe. You know, and they make eye contact, and then he farts really loud. And he farts on a fly. <laughs> he farts, and a fly comes out of his butt, and then that fly farts, too. And then it cu- cuts, it zooms in on his face, and the fly looks right in the camera, and it's a vignette effect, and it zooms in right on the fly's face, and he goes, you're going to UCLA. Cut to black. <laughs> they opened that on your birthday, Griffin. Best birthday ever, yeah. Let's get into the advice. How was it? How was? I'm assuming you went. Uh, it was pretty good. I wish the theater wasn't full of people jerking off. <laughs> that was a weird touch. <laughs> okay, now I will get to the advice. No more blood. How early is too early to start yard work? I live in a neighborhood of garden homes that are fairly close to one another. I don't have a large yard. It still requires regular maintenance. But because it isn't a project that takes more than an hour or two at most, I prefer to get it done early so I don't spend a whole day doing it. Sometimes I do this on Saturday. But I usually have at least one free day during the week. Uh, this is starting to turn into like an AC, uh, SAT puzzle question. Okay. so Because he referenced two days of two the days week? Two days of the week? I don't know when those are. So my question is this. How early can I start while being courteous to my neighbors? And that's from Terry. Well, you got to go door to door, knock on, on everybody's door, and make sure they're not about to start recording a podcast. 
That is a service that my neighbors do not provide to me. The good news is that there's never a time that people are happy to hear people doing yard work outside their house. Uh, I've never once heard someone mowing a lawn or using a leaf blower and thought, oh, good. Awesome. I, unless I, unless your neighbor's dirty, dirty, tall, grass, hairy, and you get psyched <laughs> that he's, about to, he's dealing with a fucking crazy. You're just psyched <laughs> to find out what it, what's in there. Maybe there's an old tricycle. Hey, if you see One my wallet. One of those like uh, turtle sand sandbox things. I, I, you guys speak for yourself. Every time I hear one of my neighbors uh, revving up their, their engines, I get out there with a big thumbs up. And I say, you go get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're doing it next door, Paul. I knock on their door afterwards. And they're all sweaty from mowing, and I say, hey, I just wanted you to know, because not a lot of people are going to stop and say it, this looks great. <laughs> you did a good job. And then I they they look in their hand, and I've somehow slipped a glass of ice-cold iced tea into their hand. They don't know how I did it, but that's what being a neighbor is all about. But there's no, but you you, you didn't give them a cup. <laughs> you've, just, nope. you've just poured a glass's worth of iced tea onto It's actually hand. frozen, and I say, act fast, then I walk away. That's good. That's what they're Give doing. Give them a chore. Yeah. Um, I, I think that... Nine? Nine a.m.? Yeah, wake the fuck up. What are you doing? Sleeping past nine. What are you What are you doing? Teresa and I are up, like, every day at 7.30. And I told someone this the other day, and they were, like, you know, a 28-year-old adult person, by all uh, intensive purposes. And they said, uh, oh, I never get up before 11. What? what? Like, what the fuck? What? Uh, you're missing so much shit. Nobody, I don't care how fucking old you are or how late at night you had the previous evening. Nobody has any excuse to sleep past the end of the McDonald's breakfast menu. If you've slept <laughs> and then if you wake up and McDonald's is serving lunch, you fucked up somewhere. Uh, what if, like, your baby was up all night, like, crying and you just got her to sleep and, like, you just want to sleep in a little bit? Like, is that not permissible where you come a little from? Bit, no. A little bit is fine. I'm talking not past 9 o'clock. Like that, that's crazy, though. That doesn't make sense. You have so much life to live. Yeah. There's like, so much to do. I want to have the energy to do it all day. Maybe I, Now, I'm not speaking for myself, but I'm the one who gets yelled at when our neighbors are mowing at 9 a.m. My wife wants to sleep in a little bit. I guess we're, we're getting into a br- much broader question here, and that is of, uh, l- let's say... 16 hours of the day. You got to be up for 16, right? And then you get your mm-hmm. solid eight, and then you're down, and then you get, you get your next 16. What are the 16 best hours of the day to be conscious? The golden 16. Because I think, like, I think it's, it's, uh, hold on, let me math this out real quick. I, I want to say it's like seven to 11. Oh, see, I was going to say eight to 12. 8 to 12 is fine, too. It's close enough. But I, I, I go with 7 to 11, and I feel like I never miss anything. Hey, here's the Okay, here's the real thing. And I guarantee there are some of you listening scientists, inventors, engineers. Why haven't we invented a quiet lawnmower yet? Like, everybody well, hates the okay, sound of the lawnmower. Well, Make a quiet lawnmower. I'll, I'll step in here, Travis. Uh, they were for a really long time. There's already one invented. It's called the manual lawnmower. Remember? Uh-huh. Remember? Okay, and why aren't we using that anymore, Justin? Because it sucks. Travis. It sucks. It's really, really wicked hard. Well, then let's make let's make a quiet one that we just pull a switch, or maybe something that does itself. We've got robots. One that does itself? You mean a goat? <laughs> Are you speaking about a goat? Because we invented those a very long time ago. We took a deer. We took a sheep. We said, "Y'all two fuck," 
And then you did. And the goat came out. Y'all want a Yahoo? Yeah. I would like yeah. more of this goat story, but sure. <laughs> I saw there is to say, deer, fuck that sheep. And he said, all right. I'm going to enjoy it, too. Maybe it's an antelope. Which came from... Never mind. This one, Yahoo Answer was sent in by Rachel Sperling. Recognize that game. Take a moment. Recognize it. Respect it. Appreciate it. You don't know and what you got put it until away it's gone. For later and generations. Put it away. Don't use it all up. Thank you, Rachel. It's by Yahoo Answers user Jess, who asks... He's lying to me about boats. <laughs> this is in the singles and dating category. Okay. Jess asks... So my boyfriend for the last few weeks has been talking about buying a boat. He will tell me about all these boats for sale and their prices and location. Says he is going to go look at them, but always after that says nothing more. He is only looking at them on this one site. Last night he was telling me about some boat for sale. I wanted to see it, so I searched for it on the site and it didn't exist. I then looked for all the boats he had told me about. Not there. My boyfriend does sometimes lie, but I don't know why he would lie about this. It's so weird. But I have noticed he will use these boats as an excuse when I'm supposed to see him. Like, I'll say, I'm coming over. And he'll say, he's driving to go look at a boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! I wish you had called oh, 10 babe. minutes ago. Just I know an appointment uh, to go see a boat. I know I was supposed to make dinner tonight. I know I promised, but I totally spaced and made a boat appointment. <laughs> Is it possible he's saying butt? <laughs> what? Like he's searching a website for butt, so he's got go <laughs> to go see your butt. To buy and then telling her, his, telling his girlfriend about him in like detail? Does it make any more sense that he's talking about boats? Honey, I'd love, I would love to come to your sister-in-law's birthday party, but I saw a butt on the internet. I've got to get a closer look at it. I made an appointment to go buy it. I'm, I'm thinking about investing. It's a great market. It, values are only going to go up. Think about uh, the fun we could have with that butt. <laughs> it's not just for me. This is for you and me. This is for both of us. You we always spend time on the butt. Remember when you used to tell me that the happiest times you could remember were uh, at your grandma and grandpa's lake, out on their pontoon butt, <laughs> just zipping around. <laughs> remember, I'm trying to recreate that for you. Um... This is this is wonderful. This person is this is the perfect crime for getting out of things that this person clearly doesn't want to do. There's 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 no way he's going to get caught. One thing I am curious about is this line. Um I wanted to see it, so I searched for it on the site and it didn't exist. Then I looked for all the boats he had told me about, not there. What what are those mm, I work on the web, so I'm very interested in web technology search engine analytics really curious about the heuristics she would use to search for these boats to prove they don't exist she just well, like, searched boats my boyfriend talked about and hit enter and let's nothing see. came up there was there was a blue one and it had a <laughs> propeller and um it, he said we could have cool times out on the river <laughs> so I'll so, just search boat so, river propeller i gotta put in quotes cool times on the river no boats available. This is so bizarre. Maybe it's, maybe I need to put plus signs between it. What there cool it is. Plus times plus on plus the. What if plus he is river. just inventing makes and models of boats to cover his tracks? <laughs> I, um, honey, I'm gonna not- go check out a Floatmaster six thousand. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's actually the Fish Getter X. It's a new model, <laughs> and I gotta get. I gotta. If they're off, I got a really good price. How much? Ah, uh, eight twenty eight, bucks. Twenty eighty. 
thousand can't you just picture her like clicking through the site trying to find them and one by one as she enters search terms and nothing comes up it like zooming in on her face is like realization dawns and all and like she can see like a kaiser soze like moment there's no such thing as a toyota big raft I feel like and such she looks a behind fool. her on the bulletin board. There's like a Toyota flyer, and over here there's a picture of Tom Sawyer on a raft, and she starts putting it all together. Wait a minute, and Mr. Big from Sex in the City, hold on, hold the phone, <laughs> hold the phone. There's no boat. <laughs> there's no such thing as boats. Maybe we've all been. I I've definitely been out on boats before, Travis. I have, have to stop you? you right there. Have oh you? My, oh my god, no! It was a dream. Um, I got a question for you guys. I just passed the bar exam, but one of my best friends from law school didn't. I know from law school that she's smart and a hard worker, but this is the second time that she's failed the exam. Is there a way to talk to her or hang out with her in such that my whole situation doesn't just rub in that she's having problems with this test? What's the best way to be a supportive friend here? That's from Credentialed in the Carolinas. It's just a very hard test. Anybody can fail that. I could fail that. Franklin and Bash passed it. Who? Well, think about it. Both Franklin I, and Bash. I don't know who you're talking about. You know, from the hit uh, TNT series Franklin and Bash, starring Mark Paul Gossler and another guy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, wait, wait. I've almost got it. Nope. No, no. Brecken. That is Brecken. that is the ah Brecken Meyer. Brecken that is the boat of TV shows. I think <laughs> that if you're looking for a way. To support your friend who didn't pass the test you just passed, might I suggest imparting some of the wisdom and knowledge that you used to pass the test you passed to help her pass this test that she wants to pass. Are we looking like a montage scenario where it's like we're going to do this together and like it sits like, you know, cuts to like sessions of you like sitting in what's probably like an old looking library because that's where like law stuff is. Yeah, and, and you like, t- you're you pounding t- your fist, and she's kind of going like, "I don't get it." You take but off then, your jacket, and you spin the table, and you sit, you cross saddle it, and then you just look at it, and you say, "So habeas corpus," and then it, it's another <laughs> shot. They moved on. And then there's like one where, you're, <laughs> and then pretty soon she just nods, and you see her scribble down "law!" exclamation <laughs> point in her book. <laughs> I then, get it. And then Sean Connery from Finding Forrester shows up, and he, he's like, you're the new man now, dog. You're taking her old place. I think he's an important part of any montage. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't you're want a to- lawyer now, dog. And his last film was an animated movie called Food Fight. I don't think he wants that to be his his swan song, so he'd probably get back out for it. It's it's really uncomfortable when there's like a bikini car wash super sexy teen uh, montage, and then all of a sudden Sean Connery is there, and he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice, look at it. I can both shake it and stir it. Watch it spin. Is <laughs> I mean my coming? I mean my boat. Look at my boat. I I possess jam because jelly doesn't <laughs> shake like this. I think science has proven that jelly doesn't shake like that. You like um, how? Do you like how my boat fills out these jean cutoff shorts? <laughs> <laughs> what are we saying? His boat <laughs> is is the bar exam something you can only take a certain amount of times, and like if you fail a third time, you just you're done. I think it costs like twenty five thousand dollars to take. So I'm sure there's somebody who's like, oh, another stab at it, huh? Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Because at a certain point, like, if you fail it, and I'm not saying that she should give up or anything or anyone should give up, but how many times do you fail something like that before you're like, you know what, maybe, like, this, this isn't my my scene. Well, what are you supposed to do? You've already gone to law school, Travis. You're a lawyer now. Maybe go to where whoever failed her and just be like, I object. 
and then quoted them <laughs> some laws that they didn't know about that makes your friend pass the test. If nice. we can get that guy approved officially Santa Claus in Miracle on 34th Street, I think we can swing this. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, um, just hand the judge a dollar, and but on it you've written, please make my friend pass the bar exam. And he's like, well, it's right there in black and white on the, on the dollar. I'll allow it. I'll allow and then it. everybody cheers. Isn't it funny how if you give a judge $1 bill, it's moving, and if you give him $25,000 bills, it's a federal crime? I yeah. don't understand. I don't understand the logistics. I mean, Come on, Obama. I mean, it's with this suggestion. It's one I haven't given in a while. But why don't you tell her to pack her bags and move away and go to a state where the bar exam is super duper easy. I'm saying maybe a Florida, probably a little bit easier to pass it down there. I'm saying maybe definitely a Missouri. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an easy Maybe bar. a Montana. I think there's only 20 people there. Yeah, Montana, there's like one law and it's don't kill. And so that was <laughs> that's pretty the law easy. of the land. It's pretty easy to enforce it in Montana. Just get up there. Write don't kill on a shitty paper, hand it to the nearest judge. <laughs> Boom, bang, bang, you're a lawyer. Do you know why they call beat, it the bar exam? Beat the last be- state lawyer in a fist fight. Uh-huh. You know why they call it a bar exam is because there's a bar you have to clear. And that bar is going to be at a different height from state to state. If you're in New York, fuck that. They got billions of laws up there. Montana, one law, no killing. <laughs> you guys want a Yahoo? Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Level 900. Yadrew answers... Druid Drew Davenport stumbled through that one. My apologies, Drew Davenport. It's by Yahoo Answers user Ronkey who asks. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a great name, Ronkey. Ronkey asks, "How do I make myself have a sex dream?" I love having sex dreams. No, I think they are better than the real thing. <laughs> but they happen so rarely. I want to have a sex dream every night. How do I force myself to do this? You know, but if you have a sex dream every night, you'll start to really look forward to the dreams where, like, your teeth just fall out. After your teeth fall out, do you do some weird oral stuff? Yeah. I hope that's in the question and not coming from my baby brother's mouth. Wait a minute. Yeah, sorry, that came from the internet. Couldn't every weird dream just be a prelude to... Okay, here's what I'm saying. You know all the classic dreams, right? Maybe they are just, if we let them play out, maybe they're preludes I to sex dreams. Going. Okay, so all your teeth fell out, amazing oral action. Uh, uh, you've got you've got uh, 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 the dream where you're naked on stage at your school auditorium. Well, that's obvious. I, I see an orgy, come, orgy, orgy coming. You, know? no, you got it the first time. Yeah, was it the, right the first time? I see a ronky coming. I see the black suits coming. <laughs> Men in black. What about being chased through an abandoned amusement park? That's mine. It happens, I don't know, three times a week. Yeah, and then you stop at a roller coaster, and the thing is chasing you is gone, and then you fuck that roller coaster. Okay. Go for um, it. What or about you fuck being... it. Yeah, No, no, no. You fuck a cotton candy machine, and there it is. We've all thought about it, and it's deep. What if I it's... fuck the cotton candy machine, and the roller coaster gets jealous? That's a good point. Well, you know, the dream um, where you're flying... Uh, good news, mm-hmm. somebody's about to have s- s- be touched by an angel in the way, a sexual way. In the bathing suit area. Been a while since I've seen that show. I do not think that there's a lot of, like, flying, and there's very little lovemaking, if memory serves. I don't think Della Reese is, like, <laughs> like airborne, just, like, just, wailing just on a guy. cruising around look, looking for looking for, looking for cloud peen. <laughs> Looking for sky boats. 
Look at the boat on that one down on the ground, honey child. I'm going to go down there and swoop it. <laughs> I'm swoop that boat. Swoop my that my boat. husband was just abducted. Was just sexually abducted by Della Reese. Again. Again. God damn it. When will the cops do something about this? What are you going to do? Bust an angel? You can't. Bust it by an angel. <laughs> uh, how do you make yourself have a sex dream, though? Just stay asleep longer, Justin, is what you're suggesting, right? When you feel if yourself you, waking yes, up, you exactly. edge it. You hang in there longer, and then and then the sex will start. You just gotta wait. You gotta wait for it. Can you can you also not just like do a little? Oh, what's the thing where uh where you're doing like conscious like dream it, or you're like in control of it, and you can be like, oh, I see where this is going, and then you just like kind of self edit and jump forward twenty minutes in the dream to when the sex is going on. You're talking about time traveling inside your own dreamosphere to, yeah. to get to the to get to the good part. You're talking about a fucking like Mister Skin dream edit is what you're suggesting. Yeah. <laughs> This is boring okay. exposition. Get, I want to see. Let's get to I want to see some dicks. I want to see some butts. And I want to see all of it. I want to see some boats. I want to see some <laughs> some docks and some boats. <laughs> you know what I mean. I think you do. I love skipping the good parts, and that's why I want to go straight to the money set. I want to tell you folks about Pro Flowers. They are a service that is going to take care of you uh, uh, for Mother's Day. I actually got a beautiful package of Pro Flowers flowers uh, in the mail. They were looking good. Lovely vase. Really nice. Uh, uh, translucent pink and some beautiful flowers and a, a box of candies. Uh, and uh, you, they, these are good deals. Okay, you're going to be able to get a hundred blooms with a free glass vase for just nineteen ninety nine. You can make the day extra special by upgrading to a premium vase and chocolates for just nine ninety nine more. You got to go to proflowers.com and you're going to use the code my brother. Okay, so yeah, uh, Teresa and I did this for her mom last year for last Mother's Day. We used Pro Flowers and sent her the the hundred blooms and the chocolates, and she really loved them. They lasted a long time. Like these these flowers stay fresh. They cut them real fresh and they put them out before they've bloomed, so they're still like fresh for two or three weeks after that. That's and a hundred is a lot of flowers. Yeah. They're going to see how many flowers they're getting, and they're going to fucking barf. You, if you want to yeah. put some in your teeth and tango around like in the movies, you can do it a hundred times. Do it a hundred times. You can do it twenty times before you'd even fucking notice. Uh, You're going to get sick of tangoing. Go to, That's the Pro Flowers guarantee. Go to proflowers.com. Look for the blue microphone. Click on that. It's in the top right corner of the website, and type in my brother. Go now. Take care of this right now. I also want to thank Nature Box for supporting the show this week. Nature Box's snacks are all made with zero artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners, zero grams trans fats, and no high fructose corn syrup. Get out of here, fructose. I don't even know what you are, but you sound like science. I don't trust science. If you grab, you can uh, go to Nature Box and you can grab sriracha roasted cashews, white truffle popcorn, and peanut butter nom noms, or maybe some Big Island pineapple, or some some. Barbecue kettle kernels, or some Greek blueberry Greek yogurt pretzels. I've got these snacks stuck in my head like a beautiful song. Uh, it, I really like the lemon tea biscuits. They're mm. real, they're real buttery. I love them. The, the Asiago cheese crisps are the greatest snack I've ever had in my entire life, and that is no smoke up your butts. 
Uh, or your boats. And if you want some smoke snacks, I'm sure they got those too. Just go to naturebox.com. Check out their selection of vape juices. <laughs> Wait, no. Uh, go to naturebox.com slash my brother, and you can get a free trial box of their favorite snacks, and then you can uh, pick up some of your own. I cannot tell you how many listeners have picked up Naturebox, gotten on board, and have absolutely adored it. So go to naturebox.com slash my brother right now and get a free trial of your favorite snacks. I got a message for Sarah, and it's from Jesse, who says, Sarah! Sarah! Hey, Sarah! Happy (laughs) birthday! You are the love of my life. You make every day better than the last. Your beauty rivals even the most glorious stallion. But let's be real, no one is winning that contest. I I hope you had a wonderful day. You're my favorite person, and I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. Love, Jesse. That's a sweet Also, I sit three seats behind you in math class. We've oh, never Travis. spoken, but... You are the virginal canvas on which I shall paint my masterpiece. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> One day our souls shall join together forever oh, in eternity. Got a message from Mark here well, from Nina. Happy, happy birthday, Sarah. That was horrifying. And you, you sound like a really great person, but not as great as a horse, which Jesse will be the first person to admit. Got a message from Mark from Minna. Says, happy birthday, buddy. And then she said, I'm sorry that Justin misread this. And it should say happy anniversary, buddy. Sorry that he's such a dullard. What did you say? I said birthday. Living with you has been amazing, even if we still can't m- wake up in the morning. So there you go. What? Some people don't like to get up in the mornings, Travis. Are they trapped under some kind of, like, spell? A bookcase fell on them in the sleeping times. <laughs> they could send one email, and this is the one. Uh, thank you for supporting me through my dumb PhD studies. I couldn't have gotten this far without you. I'm incredibly excited to eat delicious food, travel the world, and be disgustingly happy with you. Justin, something in the taco voice. I'm not aware of a taco. That's a different brand in our cross-media uh, empire. I've yeah, got macaroni multiverse. Give him a piece of it. It'll be cross-promotion. Cross-promotion, okay. I hope you had a fantastic anniversary, darling. That sounds kind of weird. Yeah, well, it's hard to get into if I'm not in character. I feel I, that you. takes 15 minutes just to get there. Edit that out. <laughs> oh, hey there, everybody. I'm Guy Branham, and welcome to Pop Rocket, a new weekly show picking over the pop culture we all love to love. With me to talk TV, film, music, and anything else entertaining are journalist Margaret Wappler, academic, writer, and DJ Oliver Wang, digital strategist Winter Mitchell, and comedian Santina Muha. It's an intellectual and incredibly snark-filled discussion about pop culture by five cranky Hollywood 30-somethings. No name-calling, no rudeness, just straight talk and a lot of role-play. I'm only 30-something for another year. Me too. And I don't <laughs> tell anybody I'm 30-something. Pop Rocket comes out every week from MaximumFun.org. I work at Arby's. Oh, shit. <laughs> Arby's has- I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because now I'm uncomfortable. Arby's, <laughs> Arby's is Griffin's the- only natural defense. Arby's is the official fast food partner of my brother, my brother, me. As everybody knows, we've been working together to create great jokes for many years. At uh, Arby's expense. At- well, it's more of a... I think of it as a collaboration. Arby's keeps me at Arby's, and we do Arby's material. I think Arby's is great. Um... Uh, and I really like the Big Montana. You're trying to whitewash your Arby's history right now, and I'm not going to let you. Uh, okay. Uh, You've uh, been heinous to Arby's and the people who are employed by Mr. Arby. I've never said anything bad about Arby's employees. I think they're real solid folks who do a great job 
working at that restaurant and I and I go I frequent Arby's. I'm a frequent customer there. I'm really into the jalapeno hash browns. Or sorry. Justin, just blink call. twice if there's an Arby's person holding <laughs> a gun to you right now. Hush puppies. Uh okay. I work at Arby's. Part of my job is to visit guests in the lobby and make sure everything is to their satisfaction. You apparently what? this is apparently a pilot program, I'm assuming that experience <laughs> This never Ooh. happened to me. Oh, la di da. Welcome to Arbondo's. Cafe, Cafe Arbondo. Often there are a lot of uh, occupied tables near each other, and it can get a little repetitive and awkward to say, hey, how's it going? Over and over to every guest. Do you have any tips on how to change it up and be less awkwardly repetitive with my customers? That's from Muddled in Management. Um, <sighs> if I was doing this, my first thing that I would say is, hey, you're eating inside an Arby's. Are you Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is everything good? How, how are you doing? No, like, but really, how are you but doing? How are you doing? Hey, it's gonna get better than this. <laughs> Certainly. Are you cool? Statistically speaking, it's it's gonna get it, it's gonna get better than this. I don't I don't understand why you have to go from table to table, person to person, asking each and every person the same thing when you could just yell to the room, "How's everyone doing?" And they all respond in unison, "Pretty bad." <laughs> <laughs> By a round of applause, how greasy are your fingers? Um, Who's, I, who here is a sloppy beef boy? <laughs> All of you. I, just, I feel like I'm not. I want to be clear. I'm not saying anything negative about people who would eat Arby's food. I am among those people. I, I'm questioning the people who look at Arby's and think, I got to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's an available table. I, I hope, hope there's no wait. Table at Arby's. Babe, babe, did you make a reservation? At, Car- at, at Arbondos. Cafe Arbondos? <laughs> Do you guys remember, actually remember the last time that you ate physically inside a fast food restaurant? Do you remember the last time you actually sat down and did that? Has it been in your, like, adult life? I mean, on a road trip, probably. Like, stop at the McDonald's, though, and eat inside the McDonald's? I mean, sometimes it's dope. Sometimes they got Wi-Fi. Sometimes a a man comes to you and says, Griffin, I just want to check in. Make sure you're doing okay. Have you experienced our free Wi-Fi? And I say, yes, I have. And he's like, here, have a have a pumpkin pie. I'm like, what the fuck? It's April. That uh, that I've actually had that experience having to wheeze the Wi-Fi off of my local Fazoli's, which is amazing because they'll keep bringing those breadsticks. The, the they change shifts pretty frequently. So they don't know how long you've been there. Because people keep biting their fingers as they hold out breadsticks to them. Excuse me, excuse sir, would you like a free... Um, oh, God, you got the tip of my thumb. Oh, God. The uh, turnover they, rate of Fazoli's is enormous, and the turnover rate on Fazoli's employees' hands is even... My, even my local Fazoli's has a new policy where they don't have someone going around with a breadstick basket. You have to go to the... You have to go to the counter, hands empty, pockets outturned, and just say, "Hi, I'm, I'm a breadstick boy, and I um, what's this, please? What's Hun- this, please? Me, uh, me, hungry. I guess. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I just, I don't mean to bother you. You're clearly working very hard behind the counter. Um, I just wanted to say, me hungry. Uh, please, me hungry. Um, I think that the opportunity that question asker has here is is great because I think this is the kind of scenario where like customers enjoy a little bit of levity. Like they realize the situation's kind of weird to have the management of Arby's be like, how so you get to come up with like different phrases and the one that popped in my head is, How are you enjoying your sandwich journey? <laughs> That's a mouthful though. I see you're on a beef path. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, 
<laughs> see you got yo that's uh i see you got a, a extra large diet dr pepper he's my favorite companion on the beef path too i got <laughs> yourself a little beef sherpa i see can Help i you offer you any words of encouragement or experience guidance perhaps on your beef journey I like oh man it. just a just a few bites left you're almost through this and then you won't have to be in an arby's anymore <laughs> <laughs> I believe you can go home, see your wife and kids, really think about the choices you've made with your life. And maybe tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> You're always <laughs> Maybe this is the turning point. You can do this. I see you're eating our meat stack, which is a real thing. What is it called? Tower of Meat? They have a thing that's like the like I've been a... paying my rent every day at the Tower of Meat. I think it's a, a I think they call it a ham column. I uh I have worked a lot of different places and take it from me i've tried it both ways you will be immeasurably happier at any job you do if you decide once you walk in those doors um that you are completely sold out and 100 percent a huge booster of whatever business you work at nothing Agreed. nothing puts people uh one at ease more uh and two sort of like is fascinating that a person who's like deep into it. What I'm saying to you is go get to Wikipedia read up on some Arby's history. Are you enjoying that sandwich? Do you know on this day in 1972 (laughs) That's exactly when Jebediah Arby's in 1874 founded the first Arby's in a dirty unused garbage pit (laughs) he created that sandwich Originally it was buffalo beef. Not a lot of people know that roast buffalo. Okay enjoy your sandwich uh, I I love that. I think it's a much more fun way to go through your workday if you like decide that you love the place that you work at. Like a lot of people in 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 jobs that they don't consider to be like their full time career, like for their life, will kind of have a a, a a a sort of antagonistic relationship with the places they work. I'm saying if you love if you decide if you make the decision that you love mm-hmm. the place you work at, it really does immeasurably improve your workday. When I worked at Best Buy, I was sold out. Store five seven three on top. That was me. I was pushing the Best Buy brand in a major way. So early early twenties, Justin's philosophy was: don't chase your dreams. Wait for just make your dreams come to you. It's a very Buddhist way of looking at minimum wage employment, Griffin. I'm I'm here at Best Buy today, and today I will love being at Best Buy. And how long did that situation? And have you ever told the story of the when the the when that fire died? That fire inside you for the Best Buy brand. Uh, let's see. Because nothing gold can fucking stay, Pony Boy. Every every one of these relationships with a big business you've ever been in ended with a we'll say turmoil. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, at, well, Blockbuster, I was fired for stealing a copy of Fight Club, which seemed like a very Tyler Durden thing to do. Uh, even though you stole they said many, that many, in the exit uh, interview, yeah, you stole many other VHS cassettes, which I will not announce on the show for fear of embarrassing you, showgirls. Uh, I <laughs> now, hey, I I had my friend Tommy Red tape showgirls off of HBO because we were on vacation when it ran. Uh, you just oh, and you just stole a blockbuster video box <laughs> and label for it to make it look official. Well, I, gotcha. I needed the extended version later, but anyway, for sure. Uh, Best Buy. I uh, let's see, how did I? Oh, uh, the I was not moving at a pace that was acceptable to the managers around the show floor uh, when they wanted me to go around and hand the out the cracks were beginning to show. The cracks were beginning to show, <laughs> and they said, "When you're on that show floor, you need to move like your ass is on fire." And I, then I said, okay, and I moved like my ass is on fire right out the door. No notice at Best Buy, just kind of <laughs> left. 
Uh, it's it's harder if you if you prolong it. It's it, when it's real love. If you prolong the the split, oh, it just they didn't know what they had in a young Justin Macro. They didn't know that I would someday go on to invent podcasting. They didn't know. Yeah, that. sure. <laughs> God love them. Um, you guys want a Yahoo? Yep. Yes. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Zoe Kinski. Thank you, Zoe. It's by Yahoo Answers user. It's not loading. Let me refresh. It's still not loading. Make Pretty a name. cool website. Doesn't matter. Uh, germs. <laughs> germs. G- germs asks, butt emergency. Anyone who knows how to make a butt look hot, answer this. Serious answers only. My well, senior my senior year starts to go unless- out and paint the deck. Get a fresh coat of paint on both the starboard and port sides. My senior year starts in less than a week, and since I haven't worked out for a while, my butt is starting to look flat. Does anyone mm. know any butt lifting and firming exercises or anything around those lines? For one week, power blast it. Oh, I was just going to say maybe some kind of al- like alternative means, like um, like a duct tape or perhaps some sort of super glue. Maybe and it. how would that? You can't just say shit, Travis. That's my new motto for this show, by the way. You can't just say shit. And almost always, specifically Travis. You gotta start the tape at the bottom of the butt cheek, right? And then kind of lift, and then pull the end of the tape <laughs> to your shoulder. And it's kind of like suspenders for your butt, right? Butt and that sus- lifts it up a little bit. Or you just wrap each butt cheek in some tape to kind of fill it out a little bit. Now, it's going to be uncomfortable, but we all know that beauty is pain. Am I right, everyone? But Nothing it- tastes as good as butt suspenders feel. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> now, does it lift and butt suspenders one is sweeter than butt suspenders earned. <laughs> now, trash does it lift and separate the butt? Because that seems to be a big thing for fashion. Well, it depends on which way you want to go, Justin. Because you could always do a cross your back kind of scenario, right? Or hot cross buns. Where, hot, hot cross, cross buns. buns. Or you could do it where it pulls the butt together, making it into one giant cheek. Which isn't popular now, but I think that if you pay attention in 2016, we're going to see a big move towards just one big butt cheek. Is it, and just, who's, is it just one party that this person's going to? Is that what's going on? It's their senior year of high school. Thanks for paying attention. The whole senior year? Period. Just a graduation? or uh, Their senior year starts in less than a week. Uh, see, okay, see, I was going to say, if it's a prom-like event, what you can do is buy a new butt and just leave the tags on it. And, mm-hmm. then, one, and then once you're done with it, you just return it. But you got to be uh, careful, because if you spill anything on that butt, they won't take it back. Uh, Trust me. A, I'm looking for a more organic, uh, healthy option, like I always am, sure. for permanent butt perfection. <laughs> um, so like an exercise, something to really confuse and explode my glutes. <laughs> you know in Ace Ventura? <laughs> yeah, You know yeah, that scene yeah. Ace Ventura, where he makes his butt talk? I bet that would be a pretty good workout. But you're going to have to be a lot more forceful than Mr. Carey was. And the thing is, you're going to have to go on for a long time. You're going to have to do like a stage reading of Dune. Like the entire <laughs> Dune, Dune series with your butt. You can't just like, you're like, let me ask you a question. That's not going to do it. you got to start like from the beginning. Now, yeah, Justin, does major. it have to be a staged reading? Does the size of the, size of the <laughs> crowd affect the results? Well, it's going to help keep you... It's going to help give you the motivation not to give up. And now, be- a rare concert performance <laughs> of Justin using his butt to read all of Dune. I will Not a drop him. of rain ever falls on a rack ass. 
<laughs> but let me tell you, when I read the Liturgy of Fear, there's not a dry eye in the house I, sure. with my butt. Oh. My girlfriend and I are embroiled in an apartment hunt. We found several that suit our needs, but just a couple hundo out of our price range. She proposes we begin negging the leasing agents uh, in an effort to make them want to lease to us. And this sounds like an interesting prospect to me. The question to you is, how would we go about this? Do we insult the apartment or the agent themselves? Is peacocking recommended? Thanks. That's from Randy for Rentals in Richmond. Oh, man. We need to shut okay, this a couple down. Of things to, a couple of things to unpack here. First off, I, everybody's... Can, can, I, you know what? If you want negging, I have something for you. It's called, like, the world most of the time. Like, don't neg people. We're all humans. We're all trying to get through this thing together. I don't think there's a context in which I would ever neg a human being about their own situation. That is, at, is wholly ineffective and cruel and, and unethical. And, and terrible. R.E. Peacocking. You can do that, but don't have an agenda. Just do it yeah. for you. I peacock for me all the time. By which I mean I, I actually put twenty four seven. I put rainbow feathers. Yeah, in my in my boat. If you're going and apart- I just walk around like that. If you're going apartment hunting, bring the peacock along. Hey, where can my peacock stay in here? Is this a peacock friendly apartment? It's, it's- <laughs> I doubled. I doubled down, and my fursona is that of a peacock. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting it left and right. Yeah. Please don't tell my wife. My fursona Just- is that of a peacock, and I own a peacock. So I'm both Justin, a human sized peacock and a regular peacock. Yes. J Town, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You have bought two homes now, right? Yeah. And two peacocks. One per home. It, in in movies and TV shows, they always show people like scheming to walk around and be like, oh, I don't know about this archway, and I'm not really happy with the door, to try to get money knocked off. Is that a real thing that real people do in real life? Uh, I mean, the thing is, when you're looking at houses, you're very regu- rarely like looking at it with the person selling it. So, like, your agent... That sucks. That's shitty. <laughs> Boo to that. That sucks. You call that a bathroom? Uh, now, uh, it, when we bought our new home, we bought it uh, for sale by owner. That so the owner showed us around the place. So I did punch a hole right in the guest room wall. <laughs> how, how much? Do you <laughs> Look have at how this? flimsy this is made. <laughs> <laughs> and you broke your hand. This window just breaks right away when I put my butt on it. I've had my I farted in every room of this house. How much of a discount are you willing to offer me? I'm just wondering if there's a scenario where you'd walk around with the real estate person being like, ugh, what the fuck is this? Look at this floor. Oh, gross. These, this bathtub. And they'd be like, well, well, would you do 1200 a month? Like, no, I think no. that you just, just have like, a gross misunderstanding. You have a gross misunderstanding of how that process works. Yeah. None of that is going to be. Effective. None of that's accurate. Also, like in renting, I, I've rented, I, I don't know, 12 apartments in my lifetime, a lot of apartments. I don't know that I've ever been in a scenario where I was able to haggle a price. I think they say, like, this apartment is $1,200 a month. And it's just like, okay. Let me ask you a question. Do you ask? Have you asked? Have I ever asked if it could be cheaper? Yes. You know, Justin, I haven't. There you go. The the invitation was never there. They never said, like, now what we're asking for is $1,200 a month. What do you think? They specifically say, Travis... You will pay me $1,200. I will take that money, and it will be mine after that. Yeah. I ended, up I, I ended like, up. I like the straightforwardness of this arrangement. When I uh, was living in Chicago, I shortchanged our landlord uh, by $100 every month for six months without realizing it. I didn't say shit. 
That's what I call a power move. <laughs> they didn't say shit either? No, I don't think they realized. It was like the first time they'd rented it out, and I don't think they, I don't know, maybe they couldn't count that high. I don't know. They were really sweet landlords. I liked them a lot, but I stole $600 from them. Thank you. It's expensive in Chicago. I needed it. Could you pretend to be a ghost expert? Oh, yeah. In which I'm saying you show up your whole persona, or maybe your fursona, maybe you're a fox witch. I don't know. Your whole persona is that of like a a, a wizened, a wizened magic user, somebody who really understands the ethereal mm-hmm. plane. A magi. A magi, uh, if you will. And you show up and you say, this home is pulsing with spectral energy, and you're not going to get a dollar over 700 for it. Trust me on this one. But I will make it my life's goal. To, I'll go on Yelp and tell everybody this is a very, very <laughs> I will Yelp review an individual house. <laughs> I'll make you a deal. I, I want to write a review for, for 1019 Washington <laughs> Boulevard real quick. <laughs> I walk in that house, and I am a magus, and let me tell you, it is pulsing with spectral energy. Two out of five would not live there. But if you do go, make sure to try the Parmesan bread bites. They're delicious. (laughs) The previous owner had them in the refrigerator. I don't know if they were for guests, but I did take them, and I enjoyed them. I don't know if he's going to keep putting those in there, or what's the situation. Um... I say you do one better, and you say, I'm not going to pay a goddamn cent to live here, but I will be the ghost super for the whole building. Oh, like you'll help them move on, or you'll protect the rest of the building from ghosts? I think it means that, like, if there's a ghost-related plumbing issue, ghosts get stuck in the pipes, and goddammit, that's half half a clog that you deal with? Plumbers aren't ready for that shit, because you didn't just knock a stick of deodorant in there. No, they're just taking care of booze and shy guys and stuff. That's actually how rental prices in San Francisco got so bad. Is because they started letting a bunch of uh, spectral supers live there, and then they got to make that up somewhere. And you, as a non-magic user, are the one paying the price for that. It's 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 government subsidizing. Subsidize spectral supers. So at the end of the day, take some night classes, like become a magus, be able to like take care of it yourself, and then you can get those discounts. I think Matthew Lesko sells a class on it if you want to, like, I think it's something like you could make $10,000 a year just by being a ghost super, something along those lines. Something Check it like out. that. Open your eyes. And your heart to ghosts. Man, it's been a while since we talked about ghosts. It's like putting on a comfortable pair of jeans from and college. You, you talked about, you, you talked about uh, uh, packing your bags and move away. It's a real classic episode. A lot of hits. Yeah. A lot of the hits. Uh, thank you for listening to our comedy podcast, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Uh, if you'd like to see us live, you can do just that if you live anywhere near uh, Seattle or Vancouver. Uh, we're coming there in late August. Uh, I believe the, the, what is it, the 29th and 30th, respectively, uh, to those two cities. We are also going to Portland, but tickets to that have sold out. If you're in Portland and you didn't get tickets to that show, uh, come up to see us in Seattle. It's not that far of a drive. I, I have to drive that far uh literally every time i want to see a concert of anybody i enjoy so go for it uh bit.ly forward slash mbmbam seattle is the address for the as you may have guessed the seattle show bit.ly forward slash van mbmbam is the uh vancouver show uh those are both assigned seating okay so don't don't sleep on that go uh get tickets there are still some good seats in vancouver um but you're going to want to act fast because they are they are going quickly. 
Uh, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. You can uh, find that album on iTunes or Amazon, wherever it is you buy music. Uh, and uh, I, again, I just want to wish wish great luck to John Roderick for his Seattle City Council uh, campaign. I hear it's going very well. I'm seeing some promising things on the on the AP wire. And this isn't like a bullshit. He's not doing no, this it's as not a publicity a stunt. He, it's, like, it's, a, it's a real campaign. He's got some good ideas. I'm very excited for him. Uh, we also want to ask, if you uh, enjoyed this episode and past episodes, why not uh, hop on over to iTunes? Maybe uh, subscribe, rate, review, that kind of thing. It'll take you about three minutes. And it really helps us in like the iTunes rankings and everything like that and bumps this on up. Uh, the charts, which we always really appreciate, and it makes us feel good. We appreciate your positive uh, feedback. There's a ton of other podcasts on Maximum Fun as well. Uh, if you haven't listened to them, they're they're it's it's all free and it's all terrific programming. We each uh, we all have other shows. The three of us play D and D with our dad in a show called The Adventure Zone. Justin has a medical history show with his wife Sydney called Sawbones. Travis has a show with his buddy Andy about the apocalypse called Bunker Buddies. Uh, and then there's other great shows like Jordan Jesse Go and Stop Podcasting Yourself and Throwing Shade and Lady to Lady and Rendered and so many other terrific programs. It's all at MaximumFun.org. Uh, we, we're actually 39 reviews away from 3,000 on iTunes. Let's do that this week, guys. Let's get That'd be there. great. That'd be pretty tough. Uh, we Let's also want to say thanks again to NatureBox, uh, where you can order hundreds of great-tasting, healthy snacks. Go to naturebox.com slash my brother. Sign up for your free sampler box of great tasting, healthy snacks. At this point, there's probably only 10 of our listeners that haven't already done it. So you 10, if you're one of those 10, just go do it now. We want to get 100% of you on board. Are we done? We're done. This final Yahoo was sent in by level 900. Yeah, Drew, 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 Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yahoo Answers user Alexander who asks... Is Santa Monica Studios going to make Kratos kill Jesus? I don't want Jesus to die in the future God of War games. You Christians agree? <laughs> I'm just McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. I'm Jesse Thorne. I'm Jordan Morris. The federal government has millions of dollars in programs and opportunities that you need to seize today. You're a taxpayer, right? Well, then you've got it coming. Thanks to Uncle Sam, you can get grant programs for veterans. Postage stamps that'll ensure your mail gets there in a timely fashion. Fruit for you and your family. Child care for your children that turns them into super soldiers. Get a million dollars to open your own lake. Useful power tools that are easy on your soft, delicate hands. Your own personal radioactive brick. More sexual attention from everyone at the used bookstore. Greyhound tickets. Soft, gentle kisses from TV's John Goodman. A real narwhal. Athletic socks filled with stew. A valuable pamphlet on millet. Your father's approval. Don't wait right now. For all of this and more, drop us a line. Jordan Jesse Go. 123 iTunes Street, or wherever you download podcasts.